Welcome back, folks, to another exciting sit-on-the-couch uh, hangout and talk about uh, musky fishing. Yeah. No, this is good. This has been a while since we filmed a video together. Um, it's uh, We, we won't tell how long ahead. it took to set this up. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's only almost 8.30 tonight. Um, but, hey, now it's uh, all done, ready to rock, and um, hopefully be doing some more of these with some guests and whatnot. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, tonight we're just going to kind of freestyle it, and it's basically just going to be about um, new musky gear, 2023 fishing forecast, uh, maybe some of the places we're thinking about going, um, techniques we want to do, this, that, and the other thing. We'll just kind of wing it. I got a few questions from viewers out there, so... Um, but before we get started, uh, definitely wanted to do a couple shout outs. So the Minnesota Muskie Expo is March 10, 11, 12, and that is hosted at the Warner Coliseum, Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Uh, looking forward to that. Going to be there. Got, uh, cannot wait to get to the Minnesota show again. It's been three years, uh, since before COVID, since I've been there. And uh, just definitely re really looking forward to getting back to Minnesota and bringing some fun little, uh, not little, big baits for you guys. So uh, we're working hard on doing some of that stuff. Um, so yeah, you got some expos coming up. Um, there's one other little thing in business. I know uh, people have been asking, Lee, what's the new boat you're getting? Well, I'm going to have to wait a little longer. Not quite ready for that announcement. Uh, I believe I have my Tuffies sold, and if, um, if the sale's pending. So it's not set in stone yet. The, the money hasn't transferred hands, so it may still be for sale. But uh, if it is, feel free to get a hold of me and uh, <clears throat> check out my listing of it on Facebook Marketplace. But We'll see. It might be gone, so not sure. But anyhow, enough on that. I got all the uh, BS out of the way here. Um, so what are we going to talk about, Robbie? Um, we could start off with uh, some new stuff this year. Um, I don't know. You have a lot of new stuff, Lee. Lots of new stuff. <laughs> Incredibly Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, definitely got a lot of new stuff. Um, everybody likes new musky tackle, right? Um It'd be, boring to, uh, it'd be boring to throw the same bait every day, so it's always fun mixing it up. Um, some of the most fun is uh, catching fish on new baits, getting a new, uh, new confidence in new lures, new techniques, and whatnot, so it is uh, pretty cool. So, yeah, you got those baits over there? Yeah, let's see here. So the bait I'm probably the most excited about, which, uh, quite honestly, I, I think this may end up being the best one of the best baits that I've ever made. Hopefully we can come here a year from now and, and say, yeah, actually that, that was true. I was right about that one. But at any rate, it's the uh, Lee Lures Ninja. It is a pinwheel style bucktail where it revolves around the center of the blade. Um, pretty much designed this thing to run over weeds easily. So you can run it high in the water column. You can bulge it on the surface. Or if you slow roll it, you can actually get the thing down about six feet. So um, definitely different. There's really not anything like this uh, anymore. Obviously, we used 
the trilogies back in the day, but those are actually no longer being produced. So there was a wide open hole in the market, and this is what I came up with was a throwing star for muskies. <laughs> Why not, Ron? Yeah, I mean, it only took took me two casts with it to catch a muskie. Not a giant, but it did catch a muskie. <laughs> My first three. Yeah, that was the second cast. So, um, yeah, cool bait and bulge cool. it and whatnot. Uh, looking forward Definitely to... Definitely uh, saw a cu yeah. couple big ones on it last season up in Minnesota. Yep. No, for just, sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hitting some trophy water with it for sure. And there's a mini size as well. Those are... The two different sizes, the blade here, uh, the large one is 3.2 inches across and two and a quarter inches across on the mini size. And they got, of course, the Chaos Killer Tails on the back, flash of boost skirts, uh, keel, keeled uh, wire section there in the front so they don't twist your line. Um, this and the other, you can read up on the website about these. I do have them online. Of course, I'll be bringing them to the rest of the shows coming up here. So, very excited about that bait, um, especially in clear water. I know, uh, Robbie, uh, back when we were using the trilogies, um, where we did well on them was like uh, the clear Minnesota lakes, Lake St. Clair. That's where we seem to have the best action on them. Um, not to say the fish weren't caught in dirty water as well, but yeah, that's remember what Fisher's out in Giant. Fisher's Giant. Oh yeah, uh, that exactly. was some dirty water. So, figure eight, forty-nine, and I don't know what was that, forty-nine and a quarter, forty-nine and a half. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, something different. They've <laughs> all seen a, a bucktail before, and they still bite bucktails. So, something different yeah. runs a little bit lower, or you can really bulge that thing. So, it'll be pretty cool to uh, try out this year for sure. And uh, Lee, you got different some vibration. Got some new topwaters, a glide bait. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so new surface bait. This is a bait that uh, seems to have people pretty excited so far, the uh, heart attack. Uh, we had some success on it last season um, in the little amount we got to try it. I know the first bite I ever had on it was just under a 47-inch class fish. So basically combining a jitterbug with a flap tail. And uh, so it's a meandering, snake-like swimming action with, uh, of course, the flap tail blade intermittently striking this uh, uh, aluminum post on the back, which gives you a really loud clinking sound. And uh, I see my bird like that sound. She was really <laughs> interested in that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, something different, you know. Um, it's definitely been proven that when you come up with a different action, fish do respond to it and take the flap tail for instance you know now everybody everybody makes a freaking flap tail and understandably because it's you know a tremendous triggering attracting quality bait um yeah and it's a big fish producer so yeah looking forward to being able to fish a flap tail a little faster and with some head shake to it too so the heart attack available online right now Boom, boom. Um, let's see, what else? Um, this isn't new, new, but I've got uh, five-inch pelagic glides. Um, not a lot of small glide baits out there that perform real well. Um, I made a few of these last year, but I've got uh, a lot more of them this season. Um, just everybody, uh, glide baits in the springtime, tough to beat, man. That's definitely, you know, top three baits for us. 
for early season fishing. Small glide baits. Um, also got a bigger glide bait too. This is called the Slaunch. This is a big, beefy, wide uh, glide bait that's designed to run real tight footprints, not a far glide like other glide baits have a real far glide. This has got a real tight side-to-side -side action and uh, it's got a really good body roll. If you hit the bait pretty hard, you'll actually get the bait to almost flip over and then do a couple of a few nice shimmies at the end as it changes directions, you get the shake. So, the slaunch. It's kind of beefy. It's, uh, I don't know, four and a half ounces, five ounces. I can't remember what it is right now, but it's a chunk. Also, new from TNA Tackle is the Micro Wagon Dragon. Uh, very cool bait. Uh, got to really uh, test this one this summer, um, and it worked. It really, really was kind of a very unique bait. The way you could, um, with that single treble hook on the micro, we would be fishing this in super, super thick cabbage, and you could reel that thing in, cook it, and when you hit a cabbage pile, just give it a big rip, and it would blow it off. Um, it was definitely one of our best producer on some of our thicker, you know, little weedy kind of pond lakes uh worked great for that um i think even on the big wagon dragon on one of our trophy lakes it was just sitting in the water and that thing got hit so um it's uh, definitely a cool something different little uh chatter bait with a um swim bait on the back so definitely check those out they're affordable um perfect for younger people uh people just getting into the sport you don't have to worry about a blade rotating all you got to do is reel it in and that chatter bait's going to go every time. So definitely an awesome bait if you're just getting into musky fishing or you just want to kind of take a break um, <laughs> while, you're, while you're casting away giant lures or whatnot and you just want to kind of reel one in. Uh, what's been unique with the swim bait is it rides a lot higher than a regular angry dragon. So um, definitely a cool bait to uh, check out. They're going to be having their own booth at Milwaukee. So stop on by the TNA tackle booth and... Um, yeah, say hello to them, good people, and make some very cool baits. Sure. They're show colors. What was that last one, the Martian thing? I know the they green didn't have a... goblin. Yeah, that thing is crazy. That was sick. I'm going to try to sneak one of those <laughs> out the back no door. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Todd that uh, designed the bait from TNA, um, I know that he lost a really big fish on the larger size of this last season down here in southern Wisconsin. Had it hooked up, actually letting the bait sink to the bottom and ripping the bait off the bottom. So, and I know he likes to uh, uh, work the bait in kind of a stop and go method, kind of a, a real five, six, eight cranks, and then stop the bait and let it sink a little bit, then pick it up again. And he definitely uses. Uh, a very erratic action to that bait so just a little tip from the man that designed it so oh I know what I forgot to mention uh, wanted to mention a uh, new brand we're working with this is H3O polarized sunglasses um, they may be the I don't know if they're the only but uh, they have interchangeable lenses they may be the only company out there with the interchangeable lenses um, they come with a kit of three lenses, and all three lenses are designed for different lighting conditions. Of course, you got sunny days, you got uh, partly cloudy to mostly cloudy days, and then, of course, early, late in the day, low light conditions, or if it's raining, you can actually pop the lenses out 
and put in a different lens and tailor it to the you know sky conditions you have on that given day. So pretty darn sweet. You can get a uh, uh, set of these for about a, about 200 bucks. Definitely from a stand-up company, from a heck of a guy, Earl, who uh, was in the boat with us last summer and enjoyed an awesome day with us. Uh, uh, Robbie crushing him on Medusas that day. Um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, definitely a small business um, that you would want to support if you just met the guy you'd want to support him because he's just truly a really awesome dude. But better uh more importantly the fact that the lenses are so clear they're just about as clear as glass lenses so and they have them available too you can get your prescription lenses to fit right inside behind behind these actual glasses it'll fit right back in here you can check it out on the website but that's h3o polarized we'll leave a link of course for that and all the stuff we mentioned down uh, in the description as usual so I just wanted to mention those to H3O. Yeah so crazy enough there's of course new Chaos Tackle uh, colors, custom colors available at the shows and I don't even have one. We don't even have one Robbie. What is, what's going on here? I know there's a new Today's Angler Hot Tailed Walleye which is uh, uh, looks pretty good. That should be cool. Um, and they got a whole myriad of different custom colors. Um, what do you like these, Robbie? Yeah, those ones uh, work good. I, I like the husky, the husky Medusa. Medusa. <laughs> yeah, that's never. about that's Ugh. about all you're ever using. My back hurts um, looking at that thing. <laughs> yeah, this is actually the one that you not the one, but the same color that you caught your biggest fish ever on yep. uh, the 50, 54 and a half incher up on Millie Lacks back in the day, yep. the Cisco pattern. No, um, good color. Um, but, uh, yeah, actually, I think that's oh, it. Oh, yeah, the, for throwing this thing, what are you going to use? Uh, the Moab. What a beautiful rod that is. Just handles, makes life a lot, bit, a lot more easier when uh, you're throwing big rubber. Um, just working it, casting it, it just changes the whole game. Of, I mean, I thought the shock and awe was great for that. Even, I mean, if you're just looking for an all-around big rubber, big blades, shock and awe is still great, but if you really want to throw some big rubber and not work your butt off, the Moab is uh, a pretty cool rod, especially the 2020 with it being so light. Um, you can yeah. check that out at the Milwaukee show, Minnesota show. Uh, just pick one up. Just You'll be amazed at uh how light that thing is um yeah awesome setup <laughs> yeah i'm trying i was trying to remember what the lure weight rating is on the moab i can't remember off the top uh, of eight my to head, 30 i believe it was 30 that's yep. pretty peppy yep <laughs> yeah i don't think i'm throwing a 30 ounce bait no. but the fact that it can handle that is what really transfers to the rod each time you pull the bait there's less flex to that rod which gives you a lot more power so it definitely makes it easier i'm not a big strong guy so if i can do it i think <laughs> anyone can do it <laughs> yeah robbie how do you palm that big tranks reel i don't even understand how you do that i don't know i don't know i, I find it comfy <laughs> i mean it is big but just grab the yeah. foregrip or uh, what's cool with the Chaos Rods now, that you can get them with a Revolution 
uh, seat there. Um, I have not personally used one, but I could see that being really nice if you don't want to exactly just helping out palming your reel when you're ripping big rubber. So something to look at too. They're at the shows. Um, you can check those rods out as well. So for sure. Enough talking about baits. Let's talk about the future, Holly. Huh? It's the winter. Um, ice fishing's. Eh, you've only been out a handful of times. I've been out way too many times, it feels like, but I got a new snowmobile, so I might as well use it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, the lakes are finally perfect up here, so been out the last, well, three, four times this week. No more slush. It's a beautiful thing, although it's now 40 degrees. I don't think it, anything's going to be ruined, um, but it's been a joy this week compared to last week. It's just incredible how different it is. I didn't think that cold, cold snap would actually do anything. I mean, that was two feet of slush on one of the lakes. Uh, Robbie, I got to hold a second. Somebody is banging on my flipping door right now. Oh, nice. It must be. And ringing the doorbell over and over. Pizza so, man. Brief, brief pause. No pizza guy. <laughs> so it wasn't the, the pizza guy, Lee, was it? No, it wasn't the pizza guy. Um, I actually had pizza yesterday. Oh. But... Uh, 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 just to let all you guys know, too, haven't really talked about it a heck of a lot, but um, basically a year after my uh, double bypass heart surgery, and I'm doing awesome. I'm eating great. I actually did an hour and 15 minutes of yoga this evening. So yeah. anyhow, he is from uh, Madison. thanks for all the... Oh. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> no, that's good. Not it's healthy. my favorite town. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to thank everyone for the support out there and everybody's concern uh, with my health, so thank you. Uh, moving on to... Warmer days. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, what we can kind of dive into is the 2023 Muskie forecast. What... Uh, I don't know, Robbie, what are you looking forward to, like, the first muskie fishing of the year? What, what are well, your thoughts? Before that, let's do the Barracuda forecast, huh? <laughs> okay, yeah, see, now you're talking my language. Uh, yeah, we both have trips coming up. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Last year, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get down with Lee and enjoy the Florida Keys um, in a nice boat getting to cool spots um, it's been since 2017 since I've been down there and actually really fishing I mean Heidi and I do a little fishing but nothing crazy just shore um, kayak stuff but um, yeah Lee you kind of got uh, some some new spots some uh, new stuff that you're kind of working on down there so I'm looking forward to what you've uh, learned over the last few times going down there and uh, applying it right off the get-go when I get down there so I, I'm looking forward to it we need a 50 yeah, incher folks. on the board. <laughs> oh, a 50 inch Cuda in the boat. I think we had one at the boat, but oh. unfortunately, the uh, bull sharks uh, torn in three pieces. So yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Well, the musky um, that's going to be nice this time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got definitely a little different program how we land these things. Why not net them? It's a musky. Right. You know, when the saltwater guys are generally netting more and more fish as you watch saltwater fishermen on YouTube or TV or whatever, you're seeing more salt guys use nets to capture a fish so they can release them. More so, nets, less gas. It's always a good thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to be heading down there uh, at the end of March for a full month of fishing in the Florida Keys. Cannot wait. Going to bring my new boat down there. Really looking forward. It's going to be it's going to be an epic trip, trip, folks. I'm really excited. So, yeah, that'll be um, fun. Yeah, that. Yeah, and looking forward to trying the more and more musky baits for kudas. I really think this uh, mini ninja is going to be a kuda bait. I think they are going to love this thing. Yeah, screaming those Fish things it. in. <laughs> oh yeah, fishing it fast. We'll see. We'll let you know how that goes. But uh, yeah, so. Well, you got another trip coming up, too. Yeah, I got a real big one. Pretty much my first time uh, going uh, to a new country. So uh, Heidi and I, kind of on a whim, we decided to uh, book a trip to Iceland in March uh, 15th to the 29th. Um, yeah, usually, you know, you live in the Northwoods. You want to go to warm weather, not cold weather. But <laughs> I don't know. It's a cool opportunity. We don't have kids yet, so we might as well see some, some of the coolest landscapes um, that the world has to offer. So... Looking forward to that. We've got a camper van we're going to be staying in, and uh, I think we're going to go around the whole island. It just really depends on weather, uh, what campsites are open. I've got a lot of research to do to make this an enjoyable trip and not a miserable trip. So uh, <laughs> just got to plan out a big itinerary. Um, I'm for sure going to be bringing the cameras, and um, I don't know what we're going to film, but um, I don't know. It'll be it'll be an entertaining trip, definitely uh Definitely a trip of a lifetime, so looking forward to that. Um, yeah, we're going to be on the go the next couple of months coming up here in March, April. Um, yeah, it's going to be a nice break for sure. So there lies the problem. We've got these two big trips, three, you know, uh, one trip for me, big trip, and then, Robbie, you've got two trips. Yep. Um, how are we going to fit in some early muskies? I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I don't know if we're going to. Be able to, to be honest, that. I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Maybe sometime in between the last musky show in Florida, I might try to squeeze down somewhere, you know, maybe down south a ways, or we'll see what happens. I don't yeah, know. Willie's I, down there. Time will tell. Willie's down in Tennessee catching some fish. Um, nice. Nothing big yet. But they've been seeing some, so he's he's still he's still musky fishing. I was texting him today while I was um, trying to ice fish, so <laughs> a little different. <laughs> Fifteen inches of ice, and he's out in uh, in his rowboat uh, catching some muskies in Tennessee. So I'm sure he's got open dates. So that might be a, a good option if you guys are really itching right now in February. I know he's on some fish and he's seen some big ones. So yeah, why not? We'll leave a little. Uh, plug for Chris Willen while he's down in Tennessee. Uh, very cool. Sure. Lee and I got to do it uh, uh, one time, but uh, not for muskies because <laughs> the river, rivers were blown out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was no good situation. No, no. but um, yeah, hopefully May get down to Indiana would be cool. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking forward to to trying to get uh, doing that again. Man, we had some incredible action down there. Um, and some big fish, just unbelievable. The one you got, Robbie, the 49 and three-quarter incher on the uh, horseshoe. Holy cow, dude, that was just sick. Stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can expect what we saw uh, that we did the first time down there, but that's usually how it goes on any new lake. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, you just knock them dead the first time you go there. Yep, but, yeah, you never know. So, yeah, definitely looking for an Indiana. Um 
That would be cool. Green Bay would be nice to do during opener, depending how yeah. weather is. It's been a long time since I've been back there. I know you did last year, but big, big. They just yeah. keep getting Strug bigger. Struggle bus. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, I mean, so many, so many large fish. So many fish now. It seems like uh, every season there's fish 55 plus inches coming out of there, um, fairly regularly now. So, uh, and those fish weigh obviously too. They weigh well. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I only spent the one part of one day up there last year, but actually had some pretty decent action. Just didn't wasn't able to connect and get them in the boat. And so might have helped if you had a trolling motor, but we don't need to lay any blame on anyone. <laughs> Rick, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of funny, but it, it actually worked out that day. We had yeah. uh, really nice drifts that day, so that worked out. But yeah, Might trolling motor on your boat. Make sure you plug it in, see if it works. That's a good little <laughs> tip. <laughs> yeah, I guess talking about spring musky fishing in Madison here, um, it's been a kind of weird the last couple of years. Um, the lack of fish being present. Uh, seemingly not sure if there's more fish utilizing open water uh, we do have a zebra population now zebra mussels which has definitely made the water clear so not sure if that's got some correlation to potential more bait fish out you know out to sea and away from the typical casting spots we're used to fishing um, there's a lack of weeds so yeah, right too yeah, there's definitely less weeds, too, with the zebra mussels. That, that is an issue as well. So less cover, less fish, um, you know. And I'm not a big troller in the whole open water thing, so I don't know. Definitely a, a little leery of, of that early season. But who knows? It's another year. Yeah, obviously have to go try it. I know we had the, the sight fishing thing going on a few years ago. That was pretty amazing some days. Yeah, um, just need the right day, unfortunately. <clears throat> Can't do it every day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got to be flat, calm, and sunny, which we usually hate, but early in the year like that, yeah, they it's like definitely it. the program you want. <laughs> yeah, Definitely in June is uh, that open water casting bite really happens in, uh, in Minnesota. You just keep hearing more and more about it each and every year, and uh, some incredible fish get caught that time of year. And uh, we've yet to really do it. So uh, that's definitely yeah, on the list. Um, I'm usually pretty booked up guiding in June. But uh, I think Lee and I just need to put in dates in the calendar and just go. No matter what the weather is. Um, I just think, go. Yep. Those fish don't care. Right. Right. Just <laughs> do it. It'll be a lot easier. Um, I think that that would help out uh, getting on some more trips. Is just plan it. Plan it like the regular person, Lee, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we were so used to running by the seat of our pants, and we're fishing so much, uh, especially when I was still guiding and whatnot, but I think, uh, yeah, just got to make the plans, and uh, uh, yeah, I definitely want to get back to Minnesota. Um, it's kind of been driving me a little crazy watching a few of the videos this uh, this winter season, and these big Minnesota giants just being caught, and I'm like, gosh, man. Used... That was really fun. I, I kind of missed that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's been a while since we... 2019, I think, is our last big one in the boat together up there. Um, or 2020. I'm not sure. 
I'm not, either or. It's been too long. Um, it's kind yeah. of tra- kind of treated us pretty meanly over the last, the last couple, couple of years, yeah. but um, still, every time we go there, we still see a giant. So, um, or oh, multiple yeah. giants. <laughs> it's just a matter of the yeah, stars aligning. Pretty much, uh, you cast for a day in Minnesota. For us, our experience, yeah. there's a 50-incher coming to the boat looking at your stuff. So it's hard to not go do that again. Absolutely. So. It's uh, nothing better than seeing a giant coming in. Because uh, in, nor- in northern Wisconsin, yeah, there is big fish. But uh, it's they just don't show themselves as much as they do in Minnesota um, for whatever reason. I think we know the reason. Minnesota fish grow fast. <laughs> grow fast, there's more of them. Yep. So uh, definitely looking forward to that in June. Obviously, end of June is kind of when it heats up in the Northwoods pretty dang good consistently over the last few years. Um, so it always seems like that end of June, early July is when some big greenies get caught um, before they, I don't know, go back out to sea and you don't see them as much. But um, that's always a favorite time, northern Wisconsin, in that in that little area uh, of time. Um, July. And what what kind of weather are you looking for? Well, that, last year kind of bite. it came on cold fronts, which is pretty unbelievable. Um, since last summer wasn't really a warm a warm year, um, but for whatever reasons, anytime you get those northwest winds coming and maybe a cloudy day. Uh, those fish just bite up here. I, I just think they, they're so used to cold weather. I don't think they really care. I think they just bite when they bite. And I don't think water temps really matters as much as it did, um, in Madison, I would say, you know, we get those early springs, cold springs, and it would be so hard to catch them, but you get that cold stuff up here in June and still, it seems like it's almost easier than it would be on a, a big warm bluebird day, you know, Southwest winds. It's it's it kind of feels opposite, really, <laughs> from growing up fishing like down green, there. Yeah, kind of like Green Bay, where you get those cold fronts too. It seems like those fish like to chew on a northwest wind as well. Remember the back-to-back fifties you got on the Fox? That was crazy. Um, yeah. That early season, <laughs> water's like fifty-five, sixty. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was That's west at 20, 20, 30. Oh yeah. I mean, that was a brutal day. <laughs> it's blowing. Um, craziness though. So it's interesting everywhere you go, fish kind of like it different. So yeah, something to always think about, even if you, if it, if the weather's, even if you're on a trip and the weather doesn't seem good, it might be good for that region. So right. it's got to cast. <laughs> you got to keep casting. Um, I know one thing I'm definitely looking forward to, and I do every season, uh, is Lake St. Clair and the first chance to get out there. Summertime, Um, yeah. Summertime on Clair. Um, Just that outside sliver of a chance that there might be a topwater bite because those fish are really dumb on topwaters. But the weed's got to be right, the condition, everything's got to be just right for topwater out there. But... um, I know last season when we were out there, I think that was, when was I out there? That was later. Was that August? We've, we've yet to. September? Get, yeah. Yeah, it was last week of August, but we've yet to get packed yeah. there in that uh, last week of July, early August. That is definitely prime time of, you know, how many 50s get caught during those that two-week period is just pretty incredible. <laughs> it's like right when it gets really warm. Yep. First big warm warm you know where 
you're actually sweating bullets out there and and you get those flat days seems like they just start firing out there yeah no that's uh definitely on the docket just got to line up some dates for that that's man i haven't got there for a good summertime bite in a long time um such a cool place Gosh. i'm excited for this yeah. thing out there <laughs> i think this ninja is gonna crush on the claire no and doubt. uh uh last august when i was out there the 910 boiler maker that thing was the crusher um <clears throat> in the gold sucker pattern that was uh that you know it wasn't like an extravagant bite but it was reliable and those fish are way hot they were way high in the water column the two days that we were out there and like you'd throw that boiler maker out there you get three cranks and they'd be on that thing in 15 20 feet of water that was uh that was really the coolest bite I think I got on last season. So, uh, fishing with Mark out there. Uh, if anyone out there is watching, you're looking for a guide to fish with on Lake St. Clair, Mark Karnowski is our man. Um, that dude has, he puts us on fish every single time. So, it is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, we got a pretty good hit record with that man. <laughs> yes, that's true. August is a beautiful time. Uh, that's when we finally start getting some. It's kind of, you get those colder nights, um, you get those nice north with, northwest wind days, and it seems like the muskies push back shallow for the most part. Um, I don't know if they just kind of get burned out of sitting in the weeds when it's hot in July or whatever, but uh, big girls like to come back shallow after some cold nights and on those cold fronts, especially up here, especially in northern Minnesota, um, or wherever in Minnesota, I shouldn't even say northern, but... Um, that's when the bites really get rolling. Um, some of the biggest fish of the year come off those cold fronts in August, um, going into early September. Um, man, that's a fun time of year. When you get that right weather, you just you just feel good. <laughs> Does it? Even though I had multiple days where nothing happened, but you just feel good. <laughs> right. No, I think, and we tried to kind of key in on that last year. Um, <clears throat> And it just was not happening yet. The fish were all deep. They were all off the super deep breaks. And um, just didn't seem to be the right program where you get that cool down. Right. And we only had, like, really one cold night yeah, when we did no. that Minnesota trip. Yeah, that was a bummer. But, man, did we see them, though. Huh. Ugh. Ugh. Just... <laughs> just every day. Incredible. You just see big ones every day. It's just like... <laughs> like you know, I, I just, I know there's a lot of guys uh, watching that are from Minnesota, and they maybe have never even fished muskies in Wisconsin or very little exposure. And the number of days it takes to actually visibly see a follow or even a paddler of a 50-inch muskie um, on inland waters in this state is mind-boggling. I mean, they are there. Don't get me wrong. They're totally there. But... It is not an easy rodeo. No, no. Well, a lot, a lot of them don't get that big, so that makes it harder, yep. too. Um, they're dinosaurs. They're just, they literally are dinosaurs. They're old, very smart. Um, I mean, a lot of these lakes up here in northern Wisconsin, you can fish the whole lake, you know, in two days. And, you know, there's multiple, multiple people doing it, so these fish see baits constantly. Um yeah, it's definitely hard to crack them. Unlike Minnesota, where there's just a ton, like, a, you know, our biggest lakes are a small lake in uh, Minnesota, you know, on musky waters. Right. So, 
uh, definitely big difference. Definitely different for sure. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Going back to that, the sub- sheer acreage. Yeah, <laughs> you look at Leech Lake. You look at um, Malax or all the other lakes. Um, September, oh, yeah. I think we we should have a kind of a throwback video to Malax on some of your best weather days. Just go there two three days, pound our heads in, go back on some of your best waypoints, and just see if we can stumble into one giant. <laughs> I think that would be cool. I know hey, the lakes changed since I'm, the last you've been game. right. I I mean it's so close to me. I'm only two and a half hours away from there. We've got a place to stay. I think that would be cool just to see. Um, I know we there's yeah, been a few caught. Typically September. I mean that's yeah. when you'd get uh, uh, that big push of fish shallow, just like you do on many of the lakes uh, all over the Muskie region. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that was like. Some of our biggest fish that we ever caught on top waters actually were September. Uh, September was just top water heaven. So I know the this bait here is responsible. The top H2O for so many fish in my boat over 50 inches, up to 55 inches. So some really truly giant fish, and they came from that lake, Malax Lake. So uh, mo- the majority of them. We definitely had some others and central northern minnesota as well on this bait uh, that were o- over 50 inches um That'd yeah be an interesting one i don't know i mean hopefully we caught a lot of fish beforehand if we do this trip <laughs> that's the only problem yeah that, <laughs> yeah that that may hinge on how the summer's going so far yep, exactly if sometimes feel... you just got to catch something and we got to get a video done right, too right. so there is that but i think it'd be cool you could talk history about it on certain spots or whatever i mean yeah they, they're still putting them in so i mean it was cool when right. heidi and i went over there this spring or what no not this spring obviously two springs ago and two. we yeah. saw some paddlers some giant paddlers yeah. <laughs> they're in there it's just more of a needle in a haystack but the only nice thing is they're not getting as much pressure now and you know, right they might be kind of kind of not as smart as uh as now you got me thinking a spring trip there yeah we should I really want to get I mean, over there for Pike <laughs> this winter. That would be cool. Um, oh, there's so much to do in so little time. No, for sure. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess they don't even have. Um, they're not. No roads out there. It's all slushy and whatnot. So, not oh, a real no kidding. Good, <laughs> good, good deal out there. So, but yeah, no, that would be cool, Malax. Obviously, for sure, no matter what. Um, I guess we didn't even talk about. Uh, Maybe a summertime Leech Lake trip, too. Oh, yeah. We need some good... We got to get on a topwater bite out there. Those those fish, uh, especially when they get in those weeds, I think, especially at night, you could really lock and dial into those things on, on some surface baits or boilermakers. Or I think that could be a <clears throat> you know, winning combination for some big, some big girls. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been there in August or July. No, no, it's always been fall or maybe a couple times in September. So September's kind of yeah, we've got one big one, but it's always been kind of weird there for whatever reason. Um, I know there's a good shallow. I know a lot of the guys were they were catching them suspended pretty late in the in the summer, uh, spring, late spring, early summer. Uh, They were still doing the you know 
the wow brain fart um, forward facing sonar fishing out you know in deep water and whatnot trolling for them and it sounded like that was a pretty good spring bite over there um, but yeah as soon as they pile back in and start using the reefs and the weeds and whatnot again that would be uh, definitely something I would like to do I know I've heard a fish caught on my water chopper out there up to 56 inches long night fishing topwaters um, <laughs> on the rocks. So yeah. that, that sounds kind of cool too. Yeah, but that's another lake. You just got to <clears throat> see what the weather gives you. <laughs> it's a big body of water. <laughs> For sure. Uh, moving into, um, what else? What else is there? Those are kind of our know. big ones. Usually we do. Right. Um, comment below. Any suggestions, anything uh, uh, come to mind for you guys that maybe we should go try? Um, or message know, if yes. you don't want to give it up. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that that's a good point, Robbie. Yep. You don't no, need to share, share it to the public. We're very good on <clears throat> keeping things quiet. And try not to show as much when we're filming where exactly yep. we are. Um, don't want to exploit anything as, you know, try to hide it as best as possible. So we don't ruin sure. it for the future. Um, so right before we started recording this on a, what is it, Saturday night here? Saturday Robbie? night, we got a crazy night ahead of us. <laughs> crazy night. This is, this is my, this is the Zoom call date with Robbie night. Um, uh, before this, I ended up posting on Facebook any questions that people would want us to answer um, in recording this tonight. Let's... Uh, I'll pull it up here, take a look, see what, uh, see if we got any questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this goes. Uh, okay, we got five comments. Let's see anybody's throwing trash at us here. Uh, okay, here we go. Austin Juice, um, Jose, J-O-O-S. When throwing a new bait, how much time do you give it before you switch back to something proven? That's the beauty of fishing two to three people in the boat. Love fishing three people. Right, yeah, Robbie? Absolutely. It really knocks down yeah. the, the process <laughs> of musky fishing. <laughs> um, Experimentation. Yep. That's a hard one. Have what? It really is. <laughs> I always fall um, back to them, you know, going, really, yeah, it, yeah, it's a hard one. Well, I would say to answer it from... The point of view, especially since side imaging, um, basically Robbie's in the back watching the side image, throwing a uh, husky medusa, <clears throat> and is finding out if those fish are reacting to that thing. He's telling me, yeah, I just had another, just had another ghost follow, another ghost follow, um, but maybe he's not getting bites. He might be moving them, and that bait seems to always move fish, even if you don't see them visually, you see them on the side image. Um, that way the next person, in say in the front of the boat, me or Tidy or Michael or whoever, is rifling through a bunch of different baits and just trying to see if they will react to something else. You know, if you got two people in the boat that want to approach, I don't know, day in and day out, that husky medusa for... You know, the summer and fall fishing is like, how do you go wrong? You got to have right. one in the water. Right. You have to. It's, uh, yeah, have to have one swimming regular or a, or a husky. Yeah. 
I mean, the regular put some giants in the boat this year, too. You don't have to kill yourself with a husky medusa. Um, you just choose to. Yeah, yeah, just have, that's where my confidence lies on it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say if it's a brand new bait, you can't just throw it out there on some dumb weather, you know. You, you got to give it a good try on a, on a proven spot. Um, on a, yeah. maybe a proven spot, maybe good weather, maybe sunset, maybe sunrise, whatever, a moon, moon phase. Um, you got to give it at least one or two tries on a, on, on something good that's going towards your way. Um, even though it doesn't really matter sometimes, obviously they'll bite randomly. Do but what feels right. Yeah. I go mean, with really your gut for me. Right. right. Go with yes. your gut. Yeah. It's, uh, whatever you feel confident some- with generally works (laughs) if something tells you to change change it because i can't think of how many times we've just put a different lure on and boom we get a reaction just like that. yep no absolutely so i think that's the only way to answer that just got to do it when you feel like you want to (laughs) that that helps lee (laughs) yeah there we go you're welcome (laughs) no uh let's see here so we got Max Gordon. He says, new day, new lake. Where do you start and why? Oof. Um, I'm looking for the biggest point in the lake or potentially the biggest flat in the lake <clears throat> or a current situation. I fish, Robbie? Now, with two, two, three years of fishing new water, quite a bit up here in northern Wisconsin. Um yeah, look for that complicated stuff. Look at that stuff that's closest to deep water. Um, just little, po- like, say it's a big lake. You just kind of look for, you look at the map. It's so easy now to actually just look at a map. A lot of these lakes are mapped. And just be like, well, this looks like the most complicated. There should be at least one on it, if not two. Um, rather that being points, um, obviously weeds, whatnot. Um, I don't know. Complicated always seems good, but complex structures, but you can never go wrong. If this lake has a big, long weed, weed edge, it never hurts. (laughs) Just go do a big bomb drift or whatever and just keep fish, fish it out. You know, um, there's nothing wrong with that. I know you can get really hung up on spot on a spot, but sometimes just making those big, long drifts on a giant weed flat, you know there's going to be one that you're going to at least get a bait by on something like that. So, um, yeah. Looking for big living space. I don't know. That's the way yeah, I always absolutely. think about it. Absolutely. A big, big shelf, big shelf area. Um, he also says, by the seasons, what type of, Depth, structure, water temps are you looking for? Um, uh, spring of the year, often looking for current situations. Um, that's pretty tough to beat. Uh, moving water uh, in the spring. Uh, new weeds, you know, old weeds even, sometimes are a factor early season. Uh, summertime, oh, one thing about spring fishing um, look for the water, warmest water available, of course, and the easiest way to find that is, uh, uh, one way, um, is to look at what the prevailing wind is. And that wind, what that's going to do is push that warm surface water layer over to the opposite or the wind, 
you know, beaten shoreline, it's going to push all that warm water into spots like that. And you can get big 5 to 10 degree water temperature swings from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake. So that's one thing I look at very heavily in the spring of the year. Um, in summer, like especially down here in the southern part of the state, um, we actually do the opposite and look for the coldest water available. And that'll be, you know, the calm side of the lake. If you've had prevailing wind, a strong wind one direction, look for that coolest, cleanest, clearest water available. Um, that's a good summertime tactic for sure. <clears throat> um, fall time. Suckers. No. <laughs> so, yeah, bucket of suckers. Uh. Um, hmm. that's a lot of questions. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, um, I don't know. We got spring and summer. We'll come back to you on the fall. <laughs> that, it's just hard to think. Okay, Craig Nearman wants. Uh, let's Craig. see. Will Robbie Fish? Hey, what's up, Craig? <laughs> Thanks for the poster last whenever year that was. That was funny. Um, will Robbie fish more often with his mom or his wife? Oh, that's a question. Um, well, definitely in the summertime, Heidi's not available, so probably in the summertime more with my mom. Um, and then Heidi gets some go. free time in the fall. So, um, yeah, it's probably 50-50. <laughs> we got to keep my mom's streak going. She's three for four. Crazy. <laughs> Just have keep yeah, no having doubt. her chuck topwaters, I guess. <laughs> Ma Jarnigo throwing topwater. Things happen. Watch out. <laughs> <clears throat> that's for sure um todd from uh tna tackle on lakes with cabbage on a solo hunt how do you determine one fish above the cabbage or rip through it on your initial cast well um oh i guess evening i would like fish a top water yeah and then <clears throat> i mean we've got most some. of the time ripping through it yeah, because if Make they're contact. If, if they're not biting, you can still get them to bite, and if they are biting, they would bite. So definitely, definitely ripping. I would say so for sure. How many times have you made contact with the weed growth with whatever lure you're using, and you get that quick blast? Oh, and then nothing. And then if it's a rubber bait, you got teeth marks in your bait. Yep. And they weren't really eating, but it did bite the bait. Right. Right. So that's a. Uh, Awesome. Yeah, awesome tactic, just going through it as painful Trigger. as it is. <laughs> yes, yes. And you might be decreasing your little honey hole weed bed each weed you rip out of that thing. So, so be careful. that's always something to consider. <laughs> right. Yeah. Especially with cabbage. Right. No doubt. That, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. I've, I've, Mike and I have had this conversation before, that's for sure. <laughs> so you are careful. removing... The muskies' furniture, okay? Right. That's their couch right yep. there, okay? <laughs> uh, let's see here. Number two was, do you fish weeds in 4 to 5 feet of water or 10 to 12 feet of water on the new body of water, but you only have one hour to fish, and it's during the minor. You can only fish, or you can only choose one. Jeez. A minor. Is it sunny? Um, it <laughs> depends on the details. water clarity. Yeah. Like, if it's where, uh, well, the f I was going to say the first thing I'm going to do is drive around and look at my graph 
and where am I seeing minnows? Where am I seeing food? Are they inside the weed edge or, you know, in the flat or are they out on the brake line more? So, yeah, I, I would know. say probably more likely than not they're in the 10 to 12. But it's more fun fishing in the 4 to 5, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would check the brake line first. I just, I love fishing. I tend to fish, I don't know. But usually. Depends on the lake. Na- yeah. Yeah. Usually you're in a cast length. Like, yeah. Everywhere <clears throat> we fish, that's in a cast length from 4 to four to 12. So. Yeah. Right. You can do it both. Right. Do it all. Yeah. If you can cast far enough, you can do it in one cast. Uh, during the summer, the cabbage starts 30 feet from shore. You only have enough time to fish either the outside edge leading, um, only f- uh, fish either the outside weed edge leading to deeper water or the inside edge at five feet. Is it then sand uh, to the shoreline from the weed edge? Also, time of day is 7, 8 p.m., and it's during a cold front. Holy cow, man. <laughs> You're a- laying it on here. <laughs> like, awesome. is this a day that you were struggling that you can remember? That's and, funny. Oh, um, yeah. Man. I have to, like, go. Th- if that's Minnesota, um, it could be up in the sand if it's a cold front for sure in July. Right. Um, yeah. I guess it depends yeah, where. That's hmm. very true. Yeah, definitely depending what type of water you're fishing. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I always, I'm such a, I like fishing the edge. That's yeah. my first, first thing. But I it's like way try. more fun catching them on top on the inside. So <laughs> there is that to be a factor as well. <laughs> I guess I'm going to think about what the trend has been. Yeah. You know. Hot, um, hot, just one cold day, yeah. Or is it three, four, five cold days in a row? Uh, it all plays a factor. Yeah, well, we're still not musky fishing yet, folks. We definitely wish we were. Um, yeah, what uh, what are you guys looking forward to this upcoming musky season? Is it a hot new bait? Is it a new body of water you're going to go fish, target? What, uh, what motivates you um, thinking about musky fishing right now, this time of year? What are you thinking about the most uh, on your upcoming musky season? Comment below. We'd love to hear um, the things that really that get you all juiced up and thinking about um, what your season's going to uh, be packed full of. What are you looking forward to doing? Is there new techniques that, that maybe that's what uh, excites you for the upcoming season? Um, yeah, share with us below. Well, I think that's a wrap, Lee. I don't think yeah, we got anything that's... more. Hopefully, uh, get some guests coming up on the podcast coming up here soon. Um, be nice to do that while I'm gone. Have some podcasts rolling through March. Um, till then I'll be ice fishing, hopefully getting on Superior, but it's been warm, windy. I really want to get on Superior. I haven't done that this year. Yeah. I need. To, I'm waiting. Actually, what? I'm waiting on my buddy to uh, text me and uh, see what we're doing tomorrow because we might be out there tomorrow. I'm not sure. But yeah, I want to go careful. by myself. <laughs> I want to go by myself. Yeah. He's, he's he's an expert. <laughs> that um, place scares me. Yeah, but I don't know much about it. Right, so. right. Uh, that's exactly where I'm at. So I'm gonna go with people that know what they're doing. 
Good plan. Good yep. plan. Um, other than that, we really need a big pike on the ice. That would make my winter. Too. Yeah, man. Not good. I know uh, we no. tried a couple missions here in the southern part in, no. of the state, and Just it was bunk. dink central. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, that's all, all, uh, all we got. So, guys, thank you so much for watching, listening, viewing. Um, please hit that like button, subscribe button. You can uh, also listen to this on Podbean. Um, yeah, hopefully some more podcasts coming up, some more guests. Uh, hopefully get some legends on here. That would be awesome. Yeah, comment below. Who do you want to hear on here? Till next time, we'll see you on the next podcast.